0: The Tumbling Saber Podcast is powered by our powerful friends. Become a powerful friend for just a couple dollars per month and get exclusive podcasts, early access podcasts, random prize draws, contests, newsletters, and more. Visit patreon.com slash tumblingsaber and become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. everybody, welcome to episode 129 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. My name's Kyle. I'm Corey. I'm Michelle. And
1: I'm Carlos.
0: <laughs> Are you sure? that You don't sound like Carlos. You, sa- you sound a little tweaky <laughs> over there. Oh, it's me. Oh boy. No, i Oh, excited. listen to Twinkle Toes over there.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, it's gonna be that kind of. Are we all sunstroke? Like, do we have? Have we all like been spent too much time in the sun this weekend?
3: I have not gone outside. Actually, <laughs> that's a lie. I went outside to pull my trash out, and then I took the dogs out for like a very hot second. But prior um, weekend, the answer. That's I the have answer. been so
1: inside. Little it. question: Who let the dogs out?
3: <laughs> me.
1: That's the
4: answer.
3: It was been me. For. Oh my <laughs> god. Oh dear. I've been inside so long y'all like yeah
0: so but you live in LA like aren't you supposed to be outside rollerblading by the beach isn't that what you what LA LA people do
3: I mean I walked my dogs along the bike path on the beach this week but like (laughs) I do not go rollerblading here I am like the last person who should be rollerblading like I have insane scars on my legs from like rollerblading accidents growing up in japan where i had like crazy wipeouts like not <laughs> like lots and lots of blood like i'm not even kidding you like i have a huge scar that's the size of like a quarter on my knee that's a rollerblading scar
0: i have those it scars but from ripped. softball and baseball
3: oh wow. Yeah, I. I mean, the I the one time I broke my ankle, I broke it during field hockey in gym class because I was playing forward and I kick, I like hit the ball and this girl, she was swinging before like I had hit the ball out and she swang right into my foot. And then my my teacher was Australian and she was like, "You're not, it's not broken. Like walk to the nurse's office. I I say walk it off. Rub dirt on it." (laughs) And I was, like, hysterically crying. And then when the class got out, I was, like, waiting at the top of the hill for, like, the ambulance to come in a wheelchair. And my entire class, like, got out and had to walk by me to get to the gym. And then, like, the nurse was, like, really upset and, like, staring at our gym teacher because my dad was, like, a really important lawyer in Japan. And, like, they're, like, dude, like, her dad is going to... get so angry and come here and like try to sue us like she wasn't wrong so like it it was just bad like but yeah that's how I broke my foot so I don't really try to stay around like sports in that way because I just I like attract danger like it's not safe (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I have to be monitored at all times around like any sort of sportish activity
0: I know a couple people like that they just it, it, they're running up the first baseline the throw comes it clocks them in the head it it's amazing
3: yeah it's just and it's expensive like i'm I'm not trying to like have to like get my nose reset or something like i don't have that kind of money like no it's not expensive I'd here stay okay <laughs> oh right right you have uh yeah same in japan like technically i go back to japan and get it done you know because i'm a citizen and we have to hop
0: on a healthcare. plane with a busted beak uh, what's, yeah, what's the reason for traveling? I gotta get my nose reset. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's free, yo.
5: Yeah.
2: All right.
0: Let, let's uh, let, let's let's rein it back in here. Um, before we get into, I guess it's gonna be a week dedicated again to solo and the ups and downs. But uh, before we get there, any collecting updates from anybody? I got a little some. Oh boy, is it Star Wars related? I've got to ask now. No, it's not. Okay, but the people want to know. No, they don't. Uh, yes, they do. Ask Michelle.
1: <laughs> they really don't. Just letting you know. <laughs> it's not true.
0: not true. But didn't we talk about keeping it tight before the show, and now you're going, like, you're, what are you going to tell us about a, a Mr. Rogers Funko? Uh,
4: no, Gargoyles Funkos, oh, five of them.
1: <laughs> it's Gargoyles so is there, game. come on. The
4: neighborhood. I actually received all those Funkos too. Like the, the Fred Rogers on them. I got them all in my possession. Now I'm super stoked about that. My Ian Malcolm, the works, but yeah, five gargoyles, man from Goliath, Brooklyn, Broadway, Bronx, Lexington.
0: That's tremendous. Yeah.
4: That's worthy. Worthy.
0: Is it? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. <laughs> Anybody else?
1: Yeah, I got a, uh, I finally uh, splurged on the, uh, uh, what do you call it again?
0: I have no idea. Uh, Le-
1: yeah, Lego, uh, the battle pack, the Jedi and clone trooper battle pack.
0: Nice. So,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, that's it. That's what <laughs> I got.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say, but it's uh, like I think... my, uh, I spent a lot of time with my son and,
0: um, well, you collected memories that, that's, that's more important than anything.
1: Well, no, we didn't open the box yet, but, uh, <laughs> we, we didn't do it yet, but, uh, I, am assuming we will soon. And, uh, yeah, should be fun.
0: Awesome. Uh, I spent my weekend collecting, uh, stupidities like a shop vac and sand filter, uh, like sand for my pool's filter. So that, that ate up a bunch of my cash, but I did manage to find a three and three quarter range trooper and the Mimban storm trooper, which, nice. which was awesome. I was happy to find those. And then my son being the little bugger that he is, he saw the Mimban trooper and wanted it. So he grabbed it, took off with it towards his bedroom. By the time I caught up with him, the, uh, the card was all bent because he wanted to open it. Yeah, uh. He tried. <laughs> oh, well, so I'm still oh, hard. Did you hit him? Uh, well, I'm, this podcast is being brought to you from a jail cell. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I drew back. No, no I, I drew back. I did not, I did not, uh, no. I did not chide him for that. I just took yeah, it back yeah, and said, leave. I'll, I'll, op- I'll find you another one. And then we can open that one. And he seemed to accept yeah. that explanation.
4: No, I would have been like, here's the bent one that you already messed up and threw it at him. <laughs>
0: Well, I want to, yes, I could have done that, but I want to make sure I find another Minban Trooper yet, yeah, because we know yeah. the distribution issues we're we're having up here. I still can't find a soundtrack. I know in this age, I should be looking at my Spotify as the go-to, which I do, but I still want the CD, and I still want the vinyl. I now can't you find have either. you have to get the vinyl. I know.
3: The vinyl is not, it's not the same. You have to get it on the vinyl. It sounds different. It sounds so much better. It
0: sounds it sounds lovely, and I just yeah I need those two physical copies, and um, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to be waiting for a long time for that to happen. But uh, anyway, I'm I'm pretty patient in that respect. As long as I have Spotify, I'll be okay. But I I am really looking forward to getting my hands on that. I'm just it's it's so weird the the distribution issues. One day I find stuff, and the next day I the soundtrack. When when is a soundtrack not available for weeks after a movie's release? It's it's so bizarre. That is odd. Anyway, I came across this this weekend as well. Wave two for the vintage collection. I'm still waiting on my my package from Wave one, but check out Wave two. It's Han Solo from so- the Solo movie, Enfist Nest.
2: <gasps> yeah.
0: Oh. Where did tank you see driver. this? Online or in the stores? I haven't seen images. Tell I've, me, Kyle. I have not seen images of these photos. It's just uh, a listing on Yak Face. Okay. Okay. A combat tank driver from Rogue One. A death trooper <sighs> from Rogue One. Imagine, these are all on those nice, beautiful vintage cards. I can't wait to see these. And then wave three is going to be a Range trooper from Solo. Dr. Afra, <gasps> Cassian Andor. And Luke Skywalker from The Force Awakens.
2: What? Oh. Yeah, dude. So yeah, the I'm vintage gonna collection is going
0: to be... It's, it's going to be my go-to for a while. That's why I'm not even looking for black series now i still have not seen anything from the solo waves in black series and right now i'm not too bothered by that Um, like i think for black series for me it's gonna be all about whatever i can find on on blowout that's gonna be what i do from now on
4: dude that that's good news though did you get any release dates on the like waves two and three because i definitely definitely want to pick up an MP's nest like that's good representation
0: does uh, i don't know does it really matter again given the distribution issues it kind of means nothing to me well that's the thing now i've kind of
4: come down to that recently like i've taken a big step back in my collecting but i have to say that anything that i've bought in as of late has for the most part been online including some black series stuff which is really crappy to be honest but it is what it is
0: well corey are you going to be joining me at uh, comic-con next month or Carlos, for None. that matter. Michelle, you're more than welcome, but you'd have to hop an airplane just to come to our crappy Comic-Con. Yeah, <laughs> it's not worth it, to be honest. <laughs> it's not.
3: What, what Comic-Con is it? The it's Montreal the Montreal
0: Comic-Con.
3: Comic-Con? See,
0: That's I always cool. wait to hear about the Star Wars component, and it just got announced last week that uh, Julian Glover, uh, General Veers from Empire, and of course, uh, What's-His-Face from uh, Raiders of the Lost. Sorry, no. The third one? The Last Crusade. The Last
4: Crusade.
2: Last Crusade,
0: Crusade, yeah. He's going to be there. And as will Ray Park, a.k.a. Darth Maul.
2: Ooh. So now I have my Star
0: Wars component. I look forward to attending Montreal Comic Con so I can add a couple more autographs to my Trivial Pursuit board. Uh, But I'm going to wait on buying tickets because I have a feeling one or both are going to bail last minute. It's happened to me before. It happened... It happened with Carrie Fisher, I think in, oh. in 2014. I think she was she was scheduled to go, and then uh, bailed because of work commitments, which I presume meant The Force Awakens. And I was like, "Well, I'll catch her next time." <laughs> Not so much.
5: Absolutely,
0: yeah, that sucked. So anyway, uh, I, I will. I think I'm definitely going to be going because, like I, I talked about in our. Uh, crossover podcast with the with the lovely chaps from the nerd room. I got bitten by the collecting old comics bug. Uh, and I, I wanna go at, at gotta least go. snag a couple more to add to uh uh the the wall of fame that I'm gonna be putting up here down here in, in my nerd room when I get around to that. Whoa. What was that honk? <laughs> Do we have is this our version of the indoor speeder bike passing by uh, Rob Wade's place? Carlos made a match on Tinder. <laughs> it honks when you make
4: a match.
1: I uh, I would appreciate it if we didn't tell people my business.
0: <laughs> hey, I didn't honk.
2: <laughs>
0: Alright guys, let's let's uh let's talk about solo for, m- for a little bit more. So we did we didn't do this last week because the movie was so fresh, but we've had another week to think about it. Uh did did anybody get a chance to see it this week? Nope. No sad. No. I got plans no, to see no, it. On, uh, Thursday. I wanted
3: to, but
0: Maybe, maybe work. that yeah. explains some of the dismal gross at the box office. None of us saw it. Eww. terrible. Yeah. Anyway, but where does this movie rank for you in the uh, the ten live action films? Who wants to take this one first?
1: Uh, I, I, uh, I think we did. It, it was in the uh,
0: well. Last week we know. we had discussed where does this fall in the four Disney era movies.
1: Correct. We never and,
0: we never placed it in our, in our overall.
1: No, but in the in the talk Star Wars group, I think we 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 some we did it over the weekend, if yep. I'm not mistaken. And uh, I had Solo uh, below Rogue One, uh, probably halfway through the list, and I think that's a that's a that's an actual great accomplishment if you think about it.
0: Sure. I mean, th- uh, this always it, comes with the caveat that, for the most part, most people will say. I like all the films, and you know, even even my last place film, I kind of like to a certain degree. But yeah, half halfway up a list of ten is not uh, is not terrible.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it's good. I, I want to see it again. That's uh, I really do want to see it again.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I think I'm going to take the family next weekend if we can swing it. Michelle, what about you?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's probably like it probably won't. <sighs> I mean, they're, the original three you're probably not going to get crossed um that's so hard it's probably like around the middle like upper upper middle maybe like it's so hard uh <laughs> i don't know said. it's just oh no oh come on that's what wow. she said a family show
1: it is um, Good uh, Lord.
3: yeah, I think it's just... Yeah, the Adams family. Me. <laughs> 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 Sorry, um, yeah, in the upper in the quadrant, probably, yeah, right under... Right under, the,
0: right, right around the,
3: me. right after yeah. the OT? Yeah, I mean, I really do like, um, which one was the third, I can't remember what the third one is called. Return of the Jedi? Uh,
0: Episode
3: three. Oh, episode three. Right. Uh, Revenge, Revenge yeah, of the Sith. I'm into like *Revenge of the Sith*. Right? Episode three is that? No, I don't remember. Anyway, yeah, yeah. three. I actually kind of like it, just because I like the whole like, oh, he's becoming Darth Vader part. Like, I just, I part in terms of the story, I like that story. Um, but yeah, I mean, I liked *Rogue One* a lot. Um, it wasn't perfect, but it's probably kind of in that area. Um. I don't know. Yeah, in that area. That's that's my final answer.
0: Yeah, it's it's almost kind of tough placing the brand new movie because there's like that honeymoon period and you know it's going to either – still going to slide up or down the list. You just don't know yeah. yet. So it's it's still a very sp- a fluid that's thing. The,
3: that's the like current – like it's not temporary but like it's the current placeholder spot is that spot and then – Depending on the next month or so and how many times I get to see it and how it settles, then I think I'll be able to get a little bit more of an accurate, like, spot for the next couple years. But we'll see. Like, so. for now, it's there. Yeah.
0: And how about you, Corey?
4: Well, I'm kind of like what you would say, Kyle. It's 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 really hard to compare standalones versus the saga and rank them all together because they're, they're such different things. but. I mean, I got it sitting pretty much. It's a tie for me between Rogue One and Solo. Like a Rogue, I like Rogue One because it was all new characters, really original script. It's something that we had heard of, but uh, they went the character route in this one. Went and again, it was great. Uh, provided depth to Han Solo and all that. Totally different film again, like fun, uh, action packed. You know. So I got, I got it basically. It's, it's sitting at six or seventh if you look at it that way. Like interchangeably like I really I can't decide between the two standalones at this point but it's sits right above all three prequel movies and below current Disney saga and the original saga
0: yeah fair enough like my my list goes Empire A New Hope The Last Jedi uh, Revenge of the Sith and then I have the two standalones that kind of flip-flop and then uh, Return of the Jedi uh, sorry uh, yeah Return of the Jedi The Force Awakens The Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. That's that's
2: oh, kind really of my list.
0: yeah.
4: That's interesting because you know uh, this again. These lists are so fluid. Like, ask me next week, it might be different. Like this weekend, I had seen The Force Awakens twice. Like Friday, Friday night, I wasn't really doing anything. I was on the couch. I saw it was playing. I put it on. Same thing Saturday night. It was that it was on. Like I don't know. I probably watched three quarters of it until, uh, like one, two in the morning. But anyway, it was. It just I don't know. It grew on me. You know, like so. I think it's actually risen the ranks recently.
2: Mm,
0: yeah, it's it's kind of tumbled for me a little bit. Like it used to be knocking on the door of top three, and it's now it's fallen into the bottom half. Same for
1: me, actually. I I watched uh, Force Awakens uh, yesterday, actually. Uh, my son, uh, my son asked to watch it, and I said, okay, no problem. I haven't seen it in a while, and it's still. I mean, I ain't bad, but it's it's like it could be better it's it's still fun last Last jedi really crushed it for me like it really really changed my perception of the force awakens
0: yeah yeah i think that's that's kind of what's happening with me a little bit too like i still think the force awakens is great fun but uh yeah i mean if i'm gonna watch that storyline play out i'm gonna watch a new hope
4: but then there's that argument again like that's almost like kind of like the star wars we needed at that time in a way you know like it was reintroducing us to the galaxy and you know, it had been so long in between and yada, yada, yada.
0: I know what you mean. But anyway, so so this weekend, Leland Chi cleared something up for all of us. Um, and he he's part of the Lucasfilm group, of course. And he, what he tweeted to uh, a couple of people on Twitter was that all of Solo takes place 13 to 10 years before A New Hope. So that ought to clear a whole lot of stuff up because everybody always wonders. We're pretty big sticklers for continuity and where things fit on the timeline. So the, the early scenes on Corellia, 13 years before New Hope. And then the main storyline is 10 years before. So there you go. How about that? I think he also went on to say, I, may, I think maybe it's part of a separate tw- uh, thread that I saw, is that Chewie is 181 years old in Revenge of the Sith and 190 in Solo.
4: Yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. Like, n- this was never really a big question for me, but it's interesting. Like, I think we could talk. We'll probably get into this not too long from now. But like, someone at my work, like, they're a pretty large Star Wars fan, and I was trying to explain to him because we were talking about things. I'm like, no, man, like, you're not. Like, he didn't understand the timeline, and I was like, this is like baffling to me. Like, how can you not like get it? You know? But uh the general audience, I think, when it comes to this jumping back and forth over ten movies or now, you know, it's 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 a lot for people.
0: Well you can see to, how people like the general get confused. Oh
4: yeah, for sure. And it it for like I said, for people who aren't following Star Wars to a T but they like the movies, you know, they got questions, man. Especially like spoiler alert, the end of this film, the big reveal. Like <laughs> a lot of people were like for sure gonna be like, well didn't that guy like get cut in half and what's going on where are we now <laughs> um
0: yeah for sure i mean th- somebody in our group was that way and i'm I'm sure he's not the only guy but sadly you know, and for as good as a movie we all think solo is it's pretty much official that it is it is become a box office flop i think we held out hope that uh Maybe this weekend, word of mouth would have spread and people like all the people that were like, "Nah, I'm not going to go or who just weren't into it would have changed their mind and said, hey, the word of mouth is pretty good. I'm going to go check it out. Uh, Not so much. So this from Box Office Mojo. With an estimated $29.29 Disney and Lucasfilm's Solo A Star Wars Story dipped 65% this weekend. Result that was to be expected following the film's steady decline during the week after its disappointing debut last weekend. The film's domestic cum ended the weekend just shy of 150 million. Internationally, Solo brought in an estimated 30.3 million, for an overseas total that now stands at 115.3 million, and a global cum totaling 264.2 million. Guys, there's no way to slice this. That's not good. It's really not. Yeah, it's scary. I don't know if I call it scary. Although I'm not, I'm not a shareholder. I'm not. Uh, you know, my job is not in jeopardy over this. But it's there's no way to spin this as that's pretty good. It's not. Anybody have any reactions to this?
4: I I just want to say you guys know I've been banging on that drum for a while, a long time now. Like say like you know, six to eight months. I've had.
0: Well, Corey, I'm let too... me just stop you there. I was hoping you'd say that because I, I took a peek at the answers to the solo quiz and you didn't get that answer right.
4: Well, I don't think anyone
0: did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Somebody e- did. Even Really? Oh, yeah. Someone was pretty damn close.
4: That's interesting.
0: It is. We'll but... review those answers in Sith the well, in a couple of weeks' time. But uh,
4: Professionals yeah. weren't on that page. But I have to say, like my, my Spidey sense has been tingling for a long time. You guys both know that when we projected estimates for this film, even even myself, like I almost felt obligated to say more than what I was feeling because you guys were so high almost. But uh, I don't know. My spider sense was tingling. Something was going on. I don't well, think it well, takes even, away from even the film your, personally. Your,
0: your, your, you had a relatively conservative, like 750 to $800 million or something like that. Even that is way, way over what the reality is going to be. Oh, hell
4: yeah. Big time.
0: So while you were technically maybe your Spidey sense was tingling still nowhere in the ballpark.
4: Well, that's what I'm trying to say is that in my heart of hearts, like maybe I didn't so much voice it on the pod or whatever, but I I had a really bad feeling about this film for some reason. I can't, we'll talk about the variables and all that stuff. Why? But, uh, it's it's like unthinkable, man. And I, I, it's unfathomable, but I took it, I told you guys earlier, I took it kind of personally, almost in a way, like when we finally got the numbers and like, I was bummed a little man. Like, uh, it's like your favorite sports team kind of losing and I don't know. To, to know that Deadpool, you know, like threw so much shade at it and, you know, came out on top is it's a bit of a tough pill to swallow for me. Like, I know it's just movies and all that, but I I'm just saying, I'm being honest with you. Like, I did notice that I was like <sighs> upset a bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we all kind of just go, oh man, we all have a personal investment in this franchise. We want to see it do well. And we I, we especially want to see it do well in the face of the people that want it to fail, right? We want to be able to say, ha ha, you losers. It's it's doing fine even without you, but that that's not that this day. So, uh, Michelle, I'm going to turn to you here. At the rate it's performing, Solo is going to probably lose money. It's not going to make its money back, which, despite the quality of the film, is really, really bizarre. So what do you attribute this to? What do you think is at play here?
3: I think partially it's, you know, probably to do with the fact that there was just a movie. I mean, to me, that it's hard for me to say because I think maybe it's just also like timing. But then it did do well for Memorial Day weekend. So it's kind of surprising. But then again, like, I, you know, I thought I would go see Solo at least twice first weekend but then it didn't work out and then yeah and I still haven't seen it so I had like personal stuff that's been going on and I've been moving and it's just not really a good time for me I don't know that's you, the only thing could I be something say. to that
0: right It's it could be something as simple as like I've been to the theater a couple times to see uh, Infinity War I've gone to see Deadpool I don't I, I'm done yeah I, I've put in like my time at the theater I, I'll, I'll wait to weekends. catch Solo
3: exactly it's like you know it's getting nice out it's almost the summertime it's like it's also exam season you know at the beginning if it's not doing that well then they start losing the number of screens to like put up more screens for the other stuff that's about to come out and Incredibles 2 is about to come out soon and (laughs) you know that's 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 the big
0: key that you, you hit right on the head
3: maybe some of the families are like waiting to do the movie thing until that comes out and like I don't know. That's kind of what I think. It's just timing, but yeah, Carlos, what do you think over there?
1: There's there, there's tons of excuses that you can give. A lot of people want to take credit for that, like, bah. you know, miserable, miserable people, like really, really miserable people. And uh, yeah, I don't think it's. I mean, it's not fair in a way. Like, how can you just how can you justify that? Like, oh yeah, it's oh, because Kathleen Kennedy sucks. Like, get the hell out of here. So, there there must be tons of reasons. I think, honestly, Black Panther and um, Infinity War really really cut the market in half. Like, th- there's a lot less money to go around.
0: Yeah, that's and stiff if- competition, right?
1: And I think if if you're if you're gonna deny that, then you're just <laughs> just denying the
0: truth, you know what I mean I, I I know yeah i I've got some stuff to say and I will hit on that, but uh, Corey, do you have uh, anything to add?
4: Yeah, all kinds, man. like I've been thinking about this for a while hey, uh,
0: Car- first hey, hold, Carlos, is that your little guy sleeping, snoring next to you? He is actually. It's I'm so, sorry. About no, it's that, it's guys. adorable. It's it's
4: so adorable. I, I thought I it was mean, Carlos. I was like, <laughs> "What is he doing?
0: I'm Does he so think sorry, he has this on mute?" No, no, you don't have to. No, there's no need to. It's it's hilarious. It's it's very cute.
4: I can't believe he's sleeping through this. That's awesome.
1: Well, he's not. He's not hearing you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I,
3: I thought I, you I, were just like making sleeping noises in the background. Like, oh God, Michelle, shut up! Like, stop talking. Oh. That's, that's how so, I <laughs> I was no. like, oh, God, I should probably, like, wrap it up. Yeah. Wrap it
0: up, box. All right, um, Carl, continue. All
4: right, so, you know, I haven't thrown this past my boy Kigo yet, so I'm going to put this theory forward in the sense that these, uh, these fighting droids we saw and the Gonk getting cut in half, no ways, no way, Ron Howard, that, that's, that's, that's it for me. Hashtag not my galaxy far, far away. Done with it.
0: Wow, so, what a, <laughs> that's a strong take, Corey.
4: Yeah, whatever. No, that scene is still awesome, but uh, I was I was quite surprised there, quite disappointed. But it kind of nullified itself in the, the, you know, the 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 gonk dancing on the control panel, balanced out at least. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many, there's a, such a variety of variables to choose from here. Like, first and foremost, Lord and Miller, this black cloud, like looming over the project from the beginning, the fallout from, you know, it just it trickled down. Even people who aren't necessarily into Star Wars heard about this. You know, so that put them behind the eight ball in the marketing aspect of this endeavor, which I, I found it was very lacking. I mean, toward the end, yes, they ramped it up and we got this, we got that, but there was just no real hype from the get-go because like frankly, they had nothing to really put out yet. You know, they weren't even done filming. I mean, Ron Howard pulled a miracle off here in getting this done. Uh I think the timing of it all, again, with like you guys said, Ready Player One Black Panther Infinity War Deadpool we got all these films coming up there's there's such a there's only so much money to go around and like Michelle had said there it's getting expensive to see movies in the theater like kind of got to pick and choose you know like sadly you can't necessarily go see everything i mean maybe you can but not everybody's in that kind of position when it came out the critics kind of hit it pretty hard they weren't necessarily like super on board you know they said it was it's okay which didn't help it all that much. The last Jedi is a big factor as well. And it kind of divided fandom. I don't want to say that the boycotters had anything to do about it, but again, that negativity surrounding star Wars in itself created a bit of an aura maybe, or, and the fact that it also came out of theater, not even um, a little more than two, three months ago. So I don't know. Personally, I think star Wars does need room to breathe in that regard. Cause like we just discussed not too long ago, people kind of get confused in the timeline. Like, yes, there there's differences in how you love Star Wars and how you receive it and how you observe it. Like us, we're all really into it. You know, we watch it all the time. We know exactly where it is, how it plays in. But for a lot of people, they have questions. They're confused, you know? So this other movie having just come out, like some people, I have people asking me like, oh, isn't this like a continuation of that? Like, no, it's totally 100% different. Like, so... I really think they need to let these projects breathe. It, I don't want to say the word saturation because I don't necessarily think it's that. And I hope it's not that. No. But, you know, I'll, I'll put it to you this way, kind of like in my heart, I feel that if this film, you know, would people would have thrown all kinds of shade at it in the sense that, oh, they see, they're failing, they're failing. They didn't stick to the timeline. But had this film come out, in a december timeline like the rest of the films have come out i i pretty much i would go all in on the fact that this film would have raked in loads more money just because there's nothing to go against at that time and granted like this doesn't take anything away from the film i absolutely loved it and,
0: yeah, I took and it the, pers- obviously we, we we all love the film we're just we're just kind of trying to f- figure out why everyone else doesn't seem to love this film or even want to give it a chance there's there's so many
4: factors though there's so many variables and that, that's the thing i hope disney actually in the long run they whatever they nail it down to exactly i think i hope they have it right and they don't kind of assume or presume too many things
0: well i mean there's a lot of smart people over there and i'm sure they're going to figure something out come to some answers but uh look it's it's hard to deny that stiff competition well, here's, here's maybe what I see as potential factors. I'm not going to say they are factors, but let's say stiff competition. Like It's it's really busy at, at theaters right now. It's, it's, we, we've spoken about that. Infinity War, Black Panther, Deadpool. Geeks have been asked to shell out an awful lot of cash lately. Uh, throw the boycotters in the mix. Uh, underwhelming marketing for, for Solo. That's got to be a factor. Uh, apathy towards this movie. Like, that's that's got to be a piece of this. And so, the way I would rank these, uh, it would be competition, apathy, marketing, uh, fatigue, and boycotters. And I think those last two come in way, way, way under the others. And, well, actually, you know what? I don't even think franchise fatigue is a thing. Uh, and I, I say that because if Marvel can bash out movie after movie, then I think Star Wars can do it too. Like, we got Ragnarok... Black Panther, and Infinity War within, what, six months of each other? So... Yeah,
3: to be honest, that timeline was a little rough for me. It was, like, it I was. love Marvel, but, like, yeah, it was intense. Like, by Infinity War, I remember, like, watching it and feeling super overwhelmed. Like, I watched it, but I felt overwhelmed.
0: It's It was a lot. It was, like, three films in six months was a lot, but I, I think Star Wars can do two films a year. Anyway, oh, yeah. But, but on but the heels, Marvel, I'm, I'm not I on the like, same page as that anymore, man. Like,
4: I, I think Marvel is a completely different beast than Star different. Wars.
3: I don't, I don't really see it as like similar in that, like, because right now with Marvel too, like even the standalone, like not the standalone, but like the non, you know, team up ones, also kind of seem like team up because they have so many other characters in that movie too. Like, it's not just the person whose movie it is. Like, they have the other, you know great superheroes in it so it's just it's like it can get a little overwhelming in the sense of like if you miss one you feel like you're really behind you know whereas i don't think the same i felt the same with like star wars like i don't think i would feel super behind because like we don't get as many in the same year not yet
0: (laughs) we might or we might not. not we'll see i don't know man i don't know uh, nobody knows yet maybe maybe even lucasfilm doesn't know but look at carrie from our group like she she posted in our group that she saw infinity war twice and then deadpool twice and now she's seen solo a couple times like that is a lot of trips to the cinema yeah and, and, and probably a lot of people like didn't get that far they just kind of said like i can't afford this like i can't do another trip to the to the cinema this week so i maybe this solo movie is just gonna have to wait like i've i've shelled out a couple hundred bucks seeing movies in the last few months. This one's just going to yeah. have to wait. I'm going to go sit by the pool instead.
3: Unless you can do like that many matinees, I feel like it would be a little rough like on the on the purse strings.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and look, let's we have to face facts here. General audiences are what make or break a box office. Like mm-hmm. hardcore Star Wars fans alone won't make a movie or won't set a movie to worldwide domination. That that doesn't happen. And the same happens on the other end of the spectrum where boycotters don't have an effect or as big an effect as they would have you believe. Just the fringes don't have massive effects. It's the people in the middle. And I think, I think apathy set in with the general audience. like They just weren't enamored with the idea of a Han Solo origin story
3: and they didn't really market it enough to convince people otherwise like they weren't they kind of just like quietly dropped things like oh it's may the 4th now you can buy solo tickets like they should have i feel like they should have hyped that more it was like it's may the 4th buy your hype like your solo tickets now like do festivals or like some cor- sort of contest or something but it was just very like low key the trailers kind of i felt like they weren't I was like, oh, is there a new one? Like, I didn't. I felt like it wasn't. If you weren't on it, you couldn't tell if there was new stuff to ingest or like know or figure out when you're buying things. A lot of people that I talked to were like, oh, did that come out? Like, they didn't really like. They. It felt like they didn't. They weren't as prepared for it because they were more concerned with the other things that were coming out in the same time because those properties were being you know shoved in their face a little bit more in terms of like hey it's happening now yeah like, well you're um, right like i feel you know like what I mean?
0: if if lucasfilm tried to i i don't know how they they doled out their marketing dollars for this movie but i feel like they tried to do a lot more marketing online for this mm-hmm. as opposed to putting like tv spots like widespread tv spots out there i feel I like saw everything some was facebook posts. spots like yeah i, I saw, saw a few TV but not spots, many but
3: i I think they put them in the wrong on the wrong channels, because for me, I feel like this film would have done better if it was marketed towards like an AMC crowd or like, you know, the crowd that watches Viking or, you know, like that type of like a little bit more cable centric. And I felt like people in that tween age wasn't it's not really I, I know that's what they're trying to market it toward, but it didn't really seem like that was the correct audience they should have been going after in terms of like if they're not doing that much are these the people they should be appealing to that's a good point that was just kind of my opinion of, about it but i don't know it's
4: and again just that the whole lord and miller thing man really put them behind the eight ball in that regard like just
3: yeah you know not and having think, anything again, to, like,
4: to put forth general
0: audiences have no clue of this stuff
3: and i also feel like partially like i think they kind of I don't know. Maybe this is just me putting something onto it, but I felt like maybe they thought like they were being a little cocky in the sense of like, they thought like, Oh, well it's Han Solo though. Like, do we really need to market it that hard?
4: I'm thinking (sighs) that they didn't have the material to pull from and work with, you know, to like put something together. Like I would have wanted to wet my appetite with this thing like a year ago, you know, if they would attach it to the right project, like give us this sick teaser. This like, Oh my God, Solo. Yes. But, and again, the fact that it's so close, those are big things to me. Uh, I think it needed more room to breathe. And,
0: well, I, 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 you know I, what? One thing I think is a mistake in retrospect is they somehow should have put some kind of teaser with The Last Jedi. There should have been something there. I, think. I agree.
3: Yes. Especially when it's that close, when the release date is that close, like behind each other, like in the Marvel universe, they. If that if that like when the release dates are that close, they almost always put in like a final like credit scene or something that's really quick that tides you over and makes you excited to watch the next movie. Like you have to come watch it. Like here's a little teaser. This will explain more when you come in. It like a hook. Like where it's just like here, I'm hooking you. They need to do that. Like if you have that opportunity, why not do it? Like it's you you can't buy that stuff. Like it you should. Do it,
0: yeah. And you know what's funny? Like when they finally got around to marketing this movie, like we got a teaser at the Super Bowl, and then nothing. Like it just fell flat again for a little while. They gave The Last Jedi back that uh, the marketing window for for the Blu Ray release, and then we got a Denny's campaign. <laughs> like, re- like the, I in my mind, what really kicked things off was the Denny's campaign, and it's like that. Really, that's how you're gonna start rolling, like crank, get the marketing machine rolling with Denny's.
3: Not even like a McDonald's.
0: (laughs) It seemed, it was really, really bizarre. And Anyway, just to touch back on the apathy part of this, it's like, you know, whenever they reboot Batman or Spider-Man, what's Mm -hmm. the first thing audiences say is, please skip the origin story. Mm -hmm. Like, we get it. Both of them lost their parents or their their surrogate parents. We don't need that anymore. Just move into the the storyline. And maybe we're just sick of, or maybe audiences are just sick of origin stories. Maybe people didn't care to learn where Han Solo was from, given what what the uh, the turnout has been. Um, And then, like, way at the bottom of the list is boycotters. Again, like I mentioned, like, the the hardcore Star Wars fans don't prop up a box office, and the boycotters don't hold it back. Like, they are not as big a group as they think they are. They're just uh, very, very vocal. Like, there's a book, and I can't remember. I should have looked it up. But it's something like, an angry customer tells... Like, or a happy customer tells, like one person, and a unhappy per- customer tells a thousand people. Oh yeah, and it's that kind of effect. we like people who are who are angry with the direction of Lucasfilm, they're they're just incessantly complaining about it. Whereas the people who like it, kind of they dig it and they just move on with their life. So these boycotters, as uh, although they are making a big stink for the last you know, six months or so they're not having a huge impact. It's not like they're claiming victory. It's not them. And it's it's also not hardcores who are uh, saving this thing. It's just the big gap in the middle is just not turning out for this movie.
3: Can I just say one thing about like, I don't see how like wasting all of your time talking about something that supposedly you're supposed to be boycotting is like a victory for you. Because like you could be using that time doing something more productive or like doing something that will help you you know what it's like, just I, know. Sad, it's, it's, I just don't really understand how like you're like oh let's boycott them let's not give them any of our energy or time and i'm like you're literally wasting all of your time bitching about it it's but hilarious. they stole their
4: childhood michelle
0: <laughs> you know what's, it's what's like, funny is that uh, Lucas, really? somebody at lucasfilm right. screwed up this weekend and posted um a kathleen kennedy happy birthday post and I am i have not seen a disgusting array of, of responses as I did on Instagram this weekend. It was absolutely revolting. And the scene will play itself out because as we drop this podcast on Tuesday, it will be Kathleen Kennedy's birthday. Now, I'm guessing they're going to post it again properly, or maybe they won't. Maybe they saw the response and, and just like, forget it. Like it was an absolute toxic wasteland.
3: Oh, is that what people were talking about? Like in the group chat like in the dm where they're like what's going have you seen what's happening on twitter i i didn't oh there was a variety of
0: of of twitter storms this weekend that that was one of them it's it was oh god it was vile i'm telling you it was vile like i i popped into the thread and i just posted yeah happy birthday kathleen like keep up the great work and i got a bunch of responses before they took down the thread of disney shill and bleep you and (laughs) uh, are you kidding me like They've been. Oh. And th- these people have been doing this for months now. Like, they they post a happy birthday, Daisy Ridley, Mary Sue, and uh, one for for uh, John Boyega, and one for uh, like- Ma- Kelly Marie Tran, and they all just get polluted by these awful people. Who, and I'm like, d- now what? My, my reply to these people is, if you're so unhappy, just unlike it or unfollow it, and it's out of your life, it's off your timeline. But they can't do it. They don't do it. They stick around as as if it's their job to their solemnly sworn duty to hang around and thought police everybody that actually likes this stuff. Like get lost. You know get I'm over really
3: yourself. For? I'm really thankful that my life is not that sad because I feel sorry for people who can't find joy.
2: Yeah,
0: like in imagine other if ways, they spent their time doing something positive. Just or just, just go find a fandom that does excite you. And your life will improve immediately, as will this this group that does not need you. Anyway, I don't want to get all blood-boiled about these people. No. Yeah, we'll move on. We're going to move into the binary sunset. We're going to grab ourselves a quick little break here, and we'll come back with a bunch of cool questions.
6: Evening, everyone. I hope you are having a really good show. So, my question this week is all to do with, with Solo, and... Um, the big surprise at the end with Maul. I haven't ever watched all the way through the Clone Wars um the animated series. I've watched the first series, uh bits of the second, and watching solo now a couple of times has made me get those discs out and I am now starting to rewatch um from series three onwards. Because I'm now fascinated to see where Maul may potentially come into play, um, so what do you think? do you think that we're going to revisit parts of you know of um, the Clone Wars to get some of the backstory that uh, may now fit into a future solo sequel? Looking forward to hearing your thoughts uh, and I will catch up with you next week okay take care bye
0: all right guys are, are we doing well tonight are we having a good show i think so i think so i think so ads what do you think
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm
0: proud i'm proud of ads man like well, honestly yeah. like i'm just,
4: the, the rewatch babies season three onward is smoking baby you're, you're gonna enjoy this it only gets better
0: it does like i i man we tried to do a a clone wars rewatch and we got partway through season two and we just lost traction i I need to start that up again because it's a it's a really fantastic show that's it like i find the f-
4: seasons one and two it's really finding its footing and then from there on out it it it, it gets the traction it needs and it ah so diverse
0: michelle did you watch the clone wars yes.
3: um i haven't i think i watched part of it and then i never finished it we should do like a um like a group watch, like a rewatch where we'd like start watching some episodes and then like do like a a talk about it. That
0: is a possibility. I mean when we <laughs> were doing Bridget transmissions, we needed <clears throat> we needed some sort of we, we thought we would need topics to keep that show going in the interim yeah. before before resistance comes. That was one of the ideas. Like we'd pick episodes or arcs and then just get on that. Well, I, I don't know if we should spoil Maul's The Clone Wars story for ads or not, or, or let him see it for himself, but I this would be the first time in history that we give a pass on spoiling something for someone like seven years after it originally aired. I feel aired, like so. ads <laughs> is
3: one of the only people who like can get away with making us do that.
0: Yeah, I I agree. But I,
3: I mean,
4: yeah, I'm going, I want to go there, man. Don't no, don't spoil it for him.
3: No, don't, don't do it,
0: Corey.
1: You're the worst, Corey.
0: Let ads right. enjoy the it, worst. but I, I will say this: like I, maybe we. Can, I don't know, but I think there's a it's Maul's story in the Clone Wars is really really good, and it, there's some exciting episodes in there, like amazing stuff is in there. But I think for me going forward, I think Son of Dathomir is going to be the jumping on point, so to speak, for for Maul's story as it as we exactly. pick it up in Solo, like that that comic, the the opening crawl. In that comic, they always do that, they give you like a little three paragraph crawl like that takes you from maul's story, like the back end of his story in the Clone Wars, and it moves you into his life as a crime boss and you know, I, I always wondered to myself, like why is son of Dathomir, which was originally published under Dark Horse and therefore should have been relegated to legends, like why was that rescued? Why was that the only story rescued from that that purge in 2013, I think, or 2014. Like, why did they keep this? And I never really gave it too much thought, but I always wondered. But now we have the answer. That it's because they're going to actually... I don't know if they were thinking this at the time. I think they probably would. Because don't forget, Lucas had been working on Solo before he sold to Disney. So maybe Maul being in Solo was is a George Lucas idea. And that's why they saved Son of Dathomir. Because it plays directly into that.
4: No, You know what I heard, Kyle? I heard this is a thing that was not—I won't say a last-minute thing, but it was an addition to the film. And Ron Howard was like wondering if he should do it, and supposedly, like
0: oh, his right. son his was. Son. On, That's right. Yeah, we talked yeah. about this in the Facebook group. His son was like, "Yeah, do Mall." I think they had a bunch of options on the table, and his son said, "Yeah, Mall."
4: Well, if you're saying it like that, Kyle, like the fact that he became a crime boss—is that the spoiler? You know.
2: Uh, well, well, no, it, we know.
0: Exactly we, we, but right. we now, we now know. We now know that from Solo, he's a he's a crime boss. It's how he gets there and all the little details in between. Like, I don't want to spoil that for ads because there's some sick stuff in there.
4: Well, the, at least there's tie-ins in that sense for the whole underworld of the crime in that, that galaxy. So there is tie-ins in that sense. There's also tie-ins moving forward, like Kyle said, but in Rebels in the sense that uh, – I'll say the word – the Shadow Collective, you find out the Inquisitors, when they're on Malachor, call Maul the Shadow. So he sought after. The, there's, there's a story to be had there, especially the fact that he's somehow trapped on Malachor. What is he in search of? What happened to his empire? Like, we know that, I mean... This What's film his takes favorite place, color? Well, this, this, <laughs> this film takes place, uh, when we see Maul, it's about 13 years after Revenge of the Sith. That being said... That's no, it's thirteen it's, it's years. Less than that. No, yeah, it's nine. Sorry. Correct. Okay, so either way, that's a long time to build an empire of like being the in this, you know, this syndicate. So there's a big story to be had there. Like nine years again is a long time, and to to remain on top, it says a lot about who Maul is. And again, where he ends up, there, there's something there.
0: Okay, so I mean, to answer Ad's question, do you think we're going to revisit parts of the Clone Wars that might fit into a potential solo sequel?
4: Not necessarily, because I think it's already been said and done, in the sense that he is a crime boss. Like, he is pulling the strings behind uh, Crimson Dawn, you know, in Clone Wars, it's and then Son of Dathomir, all this stuff, like... He's running Black Sun, the, like the Huts, Death Watch, these Mandalorians. Like he's kind of made like a conglomerate of these like gangs, you know. And he's running the show, so he's actually quite powerful, which is pretty awesome. So that's kind of like the loophole tie-in that, yes, it's already kind of been done.
2: Well,
0: but I,
4: I don't I... know how much they'll revisit it. Like maybe they'll go to uh, his brother. Or,
0: no, uh, yeah, well, maybe I, but...
4: I, like just an off the cuff, ro- like just to mention. Like my brother, <clears throat> like he loved his brother. The the the, the night sisters. There can just be off the cuff remarks, but other than that, I I don't see
0: uh, everything will be d- a reference just to provide context as to how Maul got there. Because like again, we we talked about all these people who don't understand what Maul's doing here. Like how how did he survive? Naboo, I thought he got chopped in two. They'll they they'll fill in some, some little details. They might reference a, a battle that we see or Mother a, Talzin. a certain gang, whatever. Like I think I think technically the answer to Ad's question is yes, they will revisit stuff, but it's not like they're going to do a deep dive yeah. into stuff. I, I And I really do believe if you pick up Son of Dathomir, the book, your questions will be answered. I mean, enough that you will understand uh, where Maul is in his life at that point.
4: Yeah, but watch The Clone Wars first, then read some of that. So yeah, well worth it.
0: Uh Michelle, do you have anything to add to that?
5: No.
3: <laughs> Fair
0: enough. I guess if you Keep haven't seen it... Keeping it tight. Uh, Carlos, anything to add? I don't think you watch Clone Wars, so...
1: No, no, I do. I mean, I've seen the same probably four episodes 85 times. <laughs> 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 because uh, whenever I ask my son what he wants to watch, he says Clone Wars. I say, okay, cool. Which season? season two. He's always... I don't know why. He, he doesn't like variety, but... Uh,
0: Kids play it no, safe, I, man.
1: Yeah, exactly. Stick with what works. But, uh, no, I... I uh, I'll be honest, man. Like, was I Die Hard for Clone Wars? No, but I, I'll watch it. I watch it. The music's good, and the stories are cool, and seeing Saw Gerrera, like, as a novice, like not even knowing how to roll a detonator. Like it was it's kind of funny.
0: Clone Wars is great, man. I, I, you know, people say people always put rebels up against clone wars and say, which do you prefer? I, I, I I kind of leaned towards the clone wars, but now I say, I think that's probably the more important show. I would say Just, and, and yeah, it's, I, it's also not fair because it's, it? it's six ah. seasons versus four, but I think it's, 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 it's
4: the clear different. answer is rebels.
3: Those are big words,
0: rebels. <laughs> I, th- I think I think the Clone Wars told a broader story and touched on more elements of the galaxy. Yeah, exactly.
4: Didn't hit your heartstrings like Rebels did. Oh, shut up, Mister Touchy Feely.
0: Anyway, Adam, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's that's I, hey, I I think technically the answer is yes to your question.
1: Hey, uh, Corey, you want to play with my heartstrings,
0: Rebels? <laughs> <laughs> Swipe left, Corey. Oh, I have. Oh boy.
1: You're...
7: For rebels.
0: Alright. Uh let's let's Give check. A... Nope. No, no, we're we're moving on to Bradley. Bradley's gonna save us here.
7: Hey guys and gals with the Tumblr Saber Podcast. Bradley here with this week's Star Wars question. So let's uh continue on with solo. And my question this week is what is your favorite moment or scene. In this movie. Um, I have uh, two different ones. Um, one's a funny scene and one's a more serious scene. Um, so the, the funny scene is um, when L3 liberates the droids and uh, you have the Gonk droid just you know up there on the control panel just you know bouncing around. I mean, I just love that whole scene, that whole feeling. It's so uh, comical, and and I, I just really enjoy that scene. Um, and, and Avery likes that scene, too. I, I remember looking over at her, and she was just giggling, thinking how silly everything was getting. Uh, and consequently, the the next scene is her favorite scene as well in the movie. And that's when the Millennium Falcon is uh, uh, trying to get away from that uh, that uh, space squid. And, um, you know, they need a little bit of extra power, a little bit of extra juice to um, get away, uh, keep from getting sucked in to uh, whatever that is. And um, the actual moment when... You know you think they're gonna go forward and nothing happens and I believe Lando um, is uh, makes a comment there and then it's like nothing happens. you hear the engine shut off and um, it's like oh my gosh <laughs> how are they gonna get out of this and then all of a sudden you know the juice that they gave it kicks in and then they just shoot off I think that scene is just really cool um, I really like it, and uh, yeah, that's that's my two favorite scenes. As I'm talking here, I, I, I'm thinking of a third one, that, and this is kind of a, a nostalgia top, um, uh, I guess, moment in the movie that I really like, and it's it's the moment that L three actually is ha, uh, becomes part of the Millennium Falcon. I just love that sound that it makes, and. If I'm not mistaken, it's the exact same sound that we that we hear in Empire um, when they're trying to get off Hoth. But that that it's kind of like that initial startup sound. Um, I'm not going to try to imitate it because I would butcher it. But uh, it's it's just so cool, and I just like that thought of L three, uh, you know, always being there, and and is the Millennium Falcon um, aspect of it as well. So. Anyway, I guess I gave you my top three favorite scenes. Uh, one's a funny, one's a serious, and one is more of a kind of a, a nostalgia-type um, sound, if you will, uh, moment in the movie. So there you go, guys, and uh, hopefully y'all, y'all have fun with this, and uh, hopefully they're different than mine. Um, but uh, looking forward to hearing what they are. Uh, y'all have a great podcast, and have a great week.
0: All right, guys. We've we've had some time to think about this. Our favorite scene from Solo, Carlos. Uh, a scene or moment are, is really the question. So you, yeah, if it could be just a single moment that just you you love, then go go with that.
1: I like when uh, they throw Han in the cage to the beast. I think that nice. Yeah, that's uh, right. Now is probably my favorite moment. I'll probably watch it again.
4: That goes uh, big ups on my list just because I was actually sitting beside Kyle this time, and we don't necessarily get to do that for every film, you know. We're always in the same row, but tickets don't necessarily coincide. And like I heard Kyle say it, man. Like he was like, chewy. Like, cause I didn't necessarily know you kind of think, like, it sounds like the rancor, you know? That's what they were going for in a way.
0: Yeah, they were trying to conceal it, but uh they couldn't hide Chewy from me. <laughs> uh, sure. I knew it was
3: Chewy too. I was so
0: excited. Michelle, do you have a favorite moment or or scene from Solo?
3: That's challenging. Um, I have a lot of moments that I liked. Um, I feel like there are moments that I was excited about, like the Chewy in the Pit, that was really exciting. I was like, oh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And I was really stoked. And it was kind of like what I wanted um the emphasis unmasking was probably the most like unexpected mm -hmm. like because I think if I think about like that whole movie experience like I was flipping through my notes and trying to like think of the moment where I had the most like comments that I wrote down in addition to just like writing what happened so I could track the film was just like oh wait what's gonna happen like all these notes of like me being excited about what's about to happen and I think that moment is the one I remember the most of being like, oh yeah, I'm into this. Like, and it just kept getting better and better and better. And that whole sequence was just like fire for me. So that was really fantastic. But then there's always these like little, like, I really loved a lot of the little kind of moments between Han and Chewie that were just kind of like uh, funny, like throwaway lines, but like, ones that kind of like sat with me like just um the moment when like Chewie they're like oh you know how to fly planes and he's like yeah I'm 190 years old like you're 190 years old you look really great for that age like that like the small weird asides yeah and also Uh, there's one moment um when like they're all fighting in uh they're fighting in the castle mines and then Chewie and all the Wookiees come back and then Han gets to meet like the Wookiees that Chewie was with and then han goes hi i'm Chewie's friend han to like the other wookies and i thought that was really funny like it's just like the small moments that like you're not like waiting for but like just random like i thought that was super funny to add as just like like w- if that sentence was there or not like would the movie change probably not but like i just loved that they put in these small little kind of like moments because that relationship is so important in this series and how close they become and just having those little kind of banter moments was just yeah, like the really shower cool. scene yeah, oh, like yeah
4: i'm Han. i showered with chewy
3: exactly where you just kind of get to see like the beginning of like how people become best friends like that's always really exciting for me just because like friendship is a huge part of like stories that i love the most always have like this very great strong heartbeat of friendship like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and like the Doctor and Doctor Who and all of that like it's just the friendship of them like going on adventures together so getting to see that kind of origin of them like I feel like that's the best part of an origin story is getting to see how people kind of become a team and that was just kind of my favorite part and then I mean I guess I have to have an L3 moment which was um I think my favorite L3 moment was probably like that whole thing when she was like stop looking at me and she's like I know you I can feel you (laughs) looking at me like stop because I just felt like that was so me because I do that with performance my performance anxiety. Yeah. Where my mom, like, she'll make me something to eat. Like, I, I literally just said this to her like two hours ago where she was like, she made me something to eat. And then she just stands there and stares at me until like, I tell her like, oh, it's really good. Like, she's like, so how's that? I'm like, dude, like, stop staring at me. Like, it's a lot of pressure. Like, <laughs> L3 is me. Like, that is literally L3 is I all of us all the time. <laughs> like stop looking at me i know you're looking at me like ah like that it's just like anxiety like you are me and i love you and thank you for understanding how i feel okay Corey. Um, right. that's
1: sorry it. sorry I no, because, know. because jeff jeff uh is giving cory four answers and we can't jeff we can't just bradley go-
2: <laughs> well we're, we're at
0: bradley's question oh, sorry, bradley. oh i'm not
1: who did i say jeffrey <laughs> Yeah. No, sorry, Bradley. Yeah, Bradley. He he, he told the uh, he told Corey that uh, you know try to keep it down to four answers. We can't give the whole movie, Michelle.
3: I literally gave <laughs> two answers, dude. <laughs> I'm done too.
4: <laughs> I just want to say, first of all, the Kessel Run thing that Bradley thought. You know what I originally thought was going on in that scene? Like you know, like they see the opening, that little slit. We're gonna make it. That was so Futurama where had, they had to like drop the antimatter or whatever it was into the uh, reactor core or whatever you want to call it to get that extra boost. Like so fun, but so stereotypical, you know, it's it's so light and fluffy in that regard, which is good. It's what we needed at this time. This little digestive. But
0: well, you, you know what that moment made me think of the coaxium moment of breaking away?
4: short uh, uh, The, the no, shorts.
0: No, it <laughs> made me think of of a new hope when they're caught in the tractor beam. Like what would you have done for a drop of coaxium in that moment? But I'm sorry. I I, I cut you off. Go anyway, ahead. Anyway,
4: like I thought for a second, like, you know, it's building up to to them getting through the slit. I actually thought what was gonna happen is they were gonna get sucked into the the gravity. The gravity well? Yeah, whatever it was. The black hole. And they were gonna kinda come out on the other side like all just kinda like like quiet you know like you just hear like the sounds of the falcon beeping and they're like everybody's okay so they kind of made the kessel run as a joke which we'd kind of postulated earlier as well like is it gonna happen as a goof or but no han, han had a plan and he made that shit happen man <laughs> but so that was a pretty intense scene the train ride was amazing uh comedy wise the gonk no doubt and the the detonator <laughs> the rock Thermal detonator was so on point with the clicking and the, I know I love that and that like Michelle had said, moment. I love that moment. And, and Emphy's nest, like you had heard me say this, I think recently, Michelle, like being so new to the pod, but I mentioned this quite often. There is nothing like a good unmasking,
3: and seriously, this,
4: this film pulled it off in a heart. Like it turned the film on its head. Like it flipped things upside down. Like right off the bat, you're like, oh. Like what Hell just yeah. happened there? The bad guy? Well, yeah, like I didn't pay much attention to this character. Okay. Like, yeah, they're going to be like the, the bad dudes, but no, this is what leads these connective tissues to everything that we know. Like it was so well done in that regard. Like it, she really reminded me like, uh, I don't know. Like so young, so inspiring, you know, like so rebellion, like the Genesis of it all. Like that was a great moment in the film.
0: Yeah. And, uh, well, between you and Michelle, you've listed off the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, seriously, I mean, I, I can't really deviate too far from what Bradley said. Like, the droid, rev- uh, the droid revolution was awesome. Uh, hearing the, the, the Falcon's engines flame out. Mm-hmm. Uh, L3 becoming part of the Falcon was, was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess for the, for the sake of being different and, and not mentioning something that's already been brought up, I will go with uh, the battle on Mimban, which was just so cool cool looking and just so real as far as star wars battles go truth loved that loved loved that and then i i guess otherwise it's the the card playing i think on both ends of it when when both when han loses and in the end when he wins and and sabotages lando or levels the playing field so to speak uh, that worked big time for me that was that was really really clever good call so yeah bradley there you go i think we've we've Nailed every every cool moment in this movie, and that's the movie. No, not for at you. all. Not even close. Ah, <sighs> oh, you're right. Probably there's there's a bunch of others. But yeah, that's that's uh, what it, what we go with at this point. No one I, mentioned I, I Maul. I want to see it one more time. No one mentioned mall. Ah, uh, yes, it was a cool moment, I suppose.
3: It but wasn't my favorite is. moment of the movie.
0: It it, it would be really really predictable to go with that wouldn't
4: it I, I was really no i was just really surprised to be honest i was like even me in the theater, i was kind of like i was like huh why would they go that route like I, I was really surprised by that
0: yeah but anyway bradley thank you sir and thanks again for for uh participating in saber rattling last week man thank you
1: yeah it was a great show actually it I was really enjoyed it.
0: oh thank you Okay, let's uh, let's check in with our favorite Irish guy, with Dave Donovan, who sent in this question a couple weeks ago, but uh, we kept things tight with Solo last week, so we'll take a little deviation there and, and talk episode nine. Let's hear what Dave has to say.
1: Hey, lads. Probably should have kept this question for the long 18 months we have, and it's going to get lost in the shuffle, but what if, in episode nine, Kylo's found Ray's parents and uses... Them to blackmail her, like all the considerable kind of resources the first order have, and he tracks them down, and then she could, like, potentially you know, be used by him to do anything. I don't know, just a thought. I'd like to hear you kick it around. Have a good one. Hope you enjoyed solo. Can't wait to hear you talk and talk and talk about it.
0: (laughs) All right, Dave, thank you, man. Good to hear from you as always. So, Carlos. Let's let's touch on episode nine here. Kylo finds Rey's parents and uses them to blackmail her. I never considered this, but that's why we do the Binary Sunset. What do you think?
1: Um, I like the idea. And the thing is, is that uh, Dave presents it in, in a way that he actually does find them. But I see him more using that, that line to tempt Rey. Um, to, to push her over the edge maybe you know trying to use that as a he's bluffing her type of thing
0: well it's interesting right because he's already told her that they're dead and now he's going to come back and say oh actually you know what your parents aren't dead I lied to you Uh, they're alive and I know how to get them to you if you just do blank for me yeah. or do or or come with
1: me that that, yeah. I, that I would see that more in line with with um, with Kylo Ren's character, but I don't think it would play with Ray. Uh, I think she's she's learned a lot, uh, her training with Luke, uh, understanding of the Force, uh, learning that she has to let go. I don't think that would actually play. So um, it would have to be a regression of Ray's character, and I just.
2: Uh, <sighs>
1: I I I don't want to say it, but you know you know what I'm going to say. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to see that.
0: Oh yeah, it's it's what terrifies me the most about Episode Nine, aside from handling Leia properly, seeing seeing this do like a a bait and switch, and it's actually Kylo who's the hero of this saga, and and Rey takes a backseat. That terrifies me the most about Episode Nine. Um, and that I guess that kind of plays into that. Like I. Just don't want to see that whatsoever. I don't want Ray to be, like you said, kind of regressed and turned into this naive little girl. Like, it's part of the whole Raylo thing, right? Where she's actually, actually really romantically involved with this guy and loves him. And... What? She likes the guy who killed her mentor, uh, tortured her, kidnapped her, tried to kill her, has openly admitted he's going to kill her.
3: Yeah. She's
0: she's in love with him? Can you can you send a worse message?
3: I just feel like it's just really bad Stockholm syndrome. Like that's not I don't know, as as a woman, like I know people who are really into the Reylo thing, but personally, like as someone who's been in like not great relationships before, I feel like it's just very like psychologically abusive and i don't really want her to end up with someone who is like no i want them to
4: understand each other by the end of it yeah she she has they both have compassion for one another in a certain from a certain sense like they have a connection i get that is it a relationship no but they're one and the same you know the light and the dark like they're both opposing ends like they're supposed to be very similar yet very different like they are connected they are one in that regard so that's what makes this thing so awesome. It's not that they're in love and, you know, they want to have babies.
3: I don't know. Cause I've, the more that I'm like watching like the movie and like since solo and everything, like there was this moment, like a couple weeks ago when we were talking about just stuff. And I remember thinking this thing about Ray and Kylo and like Ray's what Ray's parentage really might be and stuff. And, um, I still feel like, I felt like my idea was very, like, outlandish and it couldn't happen. But, like, I have a feeling that maybe it could. And I'm not oh. sure.
0: Oh, like, that is a surefire way to ruin episode nine for me. Is, yeah. Is to put, to put, for, there's many, multiple ways. It's it's to make Ray uh, to stick her in a back seat in favor of Kylo. And it's to shack those two up together. Well, that, I, I, think, don't think I don't, I don't think I don't anything mean, like Dave idea said is here. that they
3: can't get shut no up.
0: no no, no i I guess we're tangenting and we should we, we should refocus on yeah. on Dave's question, but yeah. no, Dave's not suggesting that at all. he's just saying what if what if Kylo finds Rey's parents and and blackmails her in some way
3: um, well,
4: I don't know I'm gonna say first of all, David, so good to hear your lovely voice it always makes me i don't know gives me the warm and fuzzies men, <laughs> but uh. I don't know. I can, I can see, I think they've like everybody else kind of said, I I think they've moved past this. I think I don't necessarily want to say that it takes away from Ray's character. Like we, we've all said that Ray standing on her own two feet is a big thing, you know, not having to rely on the past to make her move forward. You know, she's become her own entity. The third lesson in the last Jedi represents that kind of where Luke was like, no, like you just acted, you did what was right. And that, that's what it is, you know? But, uh, it's very plausible at the same time. You know, we know Kylo is very good at kind of ascertaining information from people. So maybe he got the info from her in The Force Awakens, you know, when she was a little weaker and her Force powers, you know, she grew in them very quickly. But, you know, he he did delve into her mind and maybe he does want to keep this secret from her. And, you know, it won't necessarily be like, He's a hero, but he could blackmail in a sense, like I'm going to kill your parents, or what, whatever it is. Like, you know, here are your parents; they actually are alive. Like, it could provide a pretty cool conflict for Rey in that regard. Like, it doesn't put Kylo on top or anything like that. It makes him even look like more of a wiener, but <laughs> but I don't know. Like, well, it, though
0: he would he would have to produce her parents. Like, yeah, he can't like just that. say I know where they are. Come find them. Well, like he would have to he would have to put them. Like front and center. If it's, if yeah. they're talking by like hologram or something, he'd have to say, "Look what I've got!" and like shove them both in front of the camera. That's I that's can the see only them going way. that Either
4: works. way, like to me, like personally, like I think they've moved on. Like they've like Brian Johnson kind of tried to write it that way. Even JJ Abrams, like from what Maz had said, like her parents were not really of any significance. But we know that Ray cares about things so deeply that if she was confronted with that choice, it would deeply tear the character. So having that presented to her. Like, it's like the trials and tribulations of the Jedi. Like, well, what choices It's, choice like, is
0: it's almost like what Ezra went through, right? It's, it's Palpatine presenting Ezra with a vision of his parents that could be real if Ezra just would step through the portal or whatever it is that Palpatine was trying to manipulate him to do.
4: Yeah. Something like I that. I don't know.
0: I don't know if that's what inspired Dave to write this question in, but we've seen it in Star Wars. We've seen Ezra pass that test and I'll be damned if, Ray can. Ray wouldn't pass that test as well. But oh, I mean,
4: you know, it's it's all situational. Everything's circumstantial. Like it's not going to be written the same way. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, I could see it going either way at this point. To be honest, like I could see Kylo having, again, like gotten some kind of info that she doesn't know and just wants to fool her and exploit her fears, like the same way that Snoke did to him. Like him being on top now, kind of realizing what Snoke was—the kind of snake that he was. But using the same kind of trip tricks in a, a way to manipulate Ray to do the things that he wants her to.
0: Yeah, um, fair. So does um, anybody else want to ch- chime in on this one before we move on?
3: Just that I hope that they don't change it. Like I'm—I mean, I hope that they keep Ray's parentage. Just kind of like. You know, it's nobody because I just I like the idea that like you don't have to come from greatness in order to be a great hero yourself. Like yeah. you don't have to come from this long line of like chosen people. Like you could just be the first one who's really has a passion and wants to change something and become a great hero. Like
4: but it's when you put rain exactly, in like, like, a yeah, spotlight we, like that, like you know? she's not uh, like you don't necessarily say like you're you're a prince or our princess yeah. from like this line of people. Like it could be the truth that look, your parents were scavengers, but they're not dead. Like here they are, these, these crack addicts here they are, but like she would still have compassion for her for them. Cause that's who she is.
3: Yeah, because it might just be the frame of it. Like to Kylo, they might be nobody, but to her, they're her parents. Like Mm -hmm. they might be important to her in terms of how she views that world and her worldview. And like just things that matter to her as a person are going to be different from what matter to Kylo as a person. Just because they're different people and their like values are different. So like, you know, to him, they might be nobody because they can't offer him something to make him more powerful or give him something that will like help him in any way. But you know, it might not exactly be that that's what they could be categorized as. It's just how he views them. So never know.
0: I'm I'm glad we're on the same page with that, Michelle. We seem seem to align on no Raylo, no romantic Raylo and Ray Ray's parents should not matter because she's her own person and she, she defines her own path. I like that.
3: Yeah, I agree.
0: All right. Dave, did that does that answer your question at all? <laughs> I hope I hope so. I think I think it's possible. I think it'd be interesting for Kylo to to try and tempt Rey. And as long as it doesn't make her look like this this dummy, this naive dummy.
3: Yeah. She's smart. Think- like she's not I mean, it's just I feel like watching I feel like them writing her to make a stupid decision wouldn't ring true to her as a character and like watching it I would feel like it's wishy-washy.
4: Well, it's same, in the same regard, right? Like we have to see like the last Jedi kind of presented it in the, in the mirror scene, mm-hmm. but it's her facing her fears. Like she has to have uh, some kind of conflict that's great enough to, to, to make to that overcome. pull. Yeah, yeah, like she has to have that I don't know, that moment of almost weakness or some, that choice that decision and if yeah, there would like, any this you know, would be a good one
3: yeah like, but yeah this is this, is,
0: this her... is her third this is her finale she's not gonna sc- it's her third act she should not be screwing it up if they write it properly she comes she comes out ahead she wins yeah, this but... oh, on the, yeah on the hill it has the to yeah. be that
4: it will be that but and it's how she movie- gets there the, what challenge does she have to face in order to get there
3: that's going to be in the third movie. It has the hardest obstacle has to be in the third act,
4: for sure. Like her Put, parents putting, could putting
0: her lightsaber f- right through Kylo's gut. That's what she's got to do. Yeah, and then and, uh, it. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> Dave. Thanks, man. Good question. I I never considered it. Like I said, but I think it could be really interesting. But uh, don't be a stranger, Dave. Send in another question again soon, and we'll we'll tackle it. All right, on to the metal Mando this week who doesn't have a voicemail because he's under the weather. But, I'll just read this here. So it says, I have a question this week from fellow Star Wars Twitter friend at Gilster37 that he would like me to submit to you on their behalf, which I found interesting. The premise for a future Star Wars movie slash TV show is that before there is a bounty on Solo, Jabba has four or five big bounties out in the galaxy on who? New scoundrels, cheaters, maybe some... Some from Legends. Who knows? Every man for himself. Boba Fett, Bossk, IG-88, and even Zuckus and Forlom join up as, as a duo. Or maybe duos. I don't know. The fun thing is bring in all or some cameos like Cad Bane, Embo, Hondo, and others from Rebels. Young Lobot Origins, along with major character appearances. You know the ones. Just show off the underworld in Star Wars, but also keep it simple. May the Force be with you. And with that, this is the meat Mando, and I'm out of here. And I say meat because that's what Jeff wrote. I don't know if that's it's the meds or if it was just a simple typo, but uh, Jeff is this week the meat Mando.
2: Uh,
0: so Jeff, Jeff and Gilster. Thanks, man. Thanks, boys. Uh, Carlos, what do you think of a show that uh, is, is just sort of this caper type show of chasing down bounties?
4: <laughs> Carlos?
3: He probably muted himself.
4: He might be asleep.
3: <laughs> or that.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Corey, how about you? What do you think?
4: First I wanna say Gilster, Gilaruni, Gilarama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I, I think the still- idea is awesome. Uh it's been around for a really long time. We we thought like Way back in the day, man, I'm talking like, oof, like maybe like 2006, seven, eight. Something. We always heard word of this live action Star Wars that was eventually going to come out, and it was called Star Wars Underworlds, and it was going to be this dark kind of like vibe. So this this is what I'm all about, man. Wasn't that wasn't
0: that 1313? I don't know what and underworld was like. That Seth was uh, Seth Green. Anyway, that's not. Let's not go. Down yeah. The
4: either way, there was a project in line that was something in line exactly with what you're saying, like the an underworld's premise where it would be somewhat dark. This is what I'm all about. Uh, I would love to see something like this, like just that, the underbelly of with these characters. Like there's there's so much that can be taken away from that. I would love to see animation characters come to live action as opposed to vice versa, right? Um. The depth to create like to, to to deepen the galaxy with is i don't know it's and like lay these little easter eggs throughout the connective tissues to play in the you know it's a familiar corner for us of this galaxy which you know i'm not necessarily ready to leave fully yet uh i think it would be good just to, to see that aspect of it and it would make for really interesting stories so 100 on board
0: yeah, um, I like the idea of the show. I think that promises to kind of have to bring everything Star Wars to bear here. It, it sounds like it could be like fun and adventurous, fast paced. I don't know about the humor aspect. These guys don't strike me as the uh, the funniest lot, but...
4: Get a Hondo that has Morgan and a yeah, I suppose Zoggo. You, yeah,
0: if you, if you put Hondo in there, that's going to be a funny episode, I think. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you if you have a show with guys doing uh, running bounties for, for Jabba... I think it's a vehicle for some really cool stories, and it for me, like, it cuts really uh, sorry really close to that 2002 uh, bounty hunter video game on the PS2. The one we were obsessed on, with on PS2. <laughs> oh, I love that game! It was so fun, and like that—that's the first thing that came to mind for me. Is just I'm I'm Django Fett. I'm running across the galaxy. I'm finding bounties. I'm. It, it was a great story that I think would would translate well. So I'm on board. That's that's my simple answer, Michelle. What do you think?
3: um yeah i'd be i'm i'm kind of in the whole like uh i agree but i also am in the same um idea of like wanting to see live action versions of like characters that we know and love from animation so Ash, that's literally what i was gonna say you read my mind just Joker and cad bane would yes. be cool i mean that's Emperor. rad and embo yeah those are the three that i wrote down in my notes um those At are least what i got a little aura see. sing oh yeah i was live so, action already i know just like to hear her name drop was like
0: oh, man, sing name yeah. Drop yeah, was yeah put that put that awesome. back in bradley's question can we put yeah. that back
3: in like one of the best <laughs> moments of solo because yeah that yeah, was yeah for definitely sure. in there um, yeah, like that, that stuff I'm so in, like, I totally, I mean, we talked about this, but like, I, I would love to see that, um, you know, as the show or like, whatever, but as live action, that would be so rad. I'm just like, as long as you give me a show, this- live action in- Disney, I will be very, very, very happy as a customer.
4: You give know, it to me. That- in that time period, would fit so well into like you know because like you guys said like you just said Michelle like there in that time period there's so much to play with so many different yeah. characters so many different stories and kind of be like Clone Wars in a way where mm-hmm. you don't know, nec- you could just do different arcs and not necessarily exactly. follow this linear path.
3: Yeah, get- like it can be episodic, and it doesn't have to have this like great thing, but it has that overarching like in terms of the universe. But they can have these episodic fun moments.
4: Get a get a live action mm-hmm. Dr. Afra. Boom! Mm.
0: Oh yeah, me and Steve spoke about that on, on our old journals of the willing. I'm in, man. Actually, you know, we had a great brainwave about her is that they should have a Dr. Afra video game. <gasps> and it would be canon.
3: That would be so cool.
0: It would be so cool. It would be like blending Indiana Jones with Star Wars and putting so it into a video game. That is Raider.
2: Like...
3: Oh, yes, I'm in. I want it. I want it, that it now. Would be awesome! That's so cool. But you know what? You know, who,
0: uh, an actor that threw her name out there saying, "I, I think I could do Afra," is uh, Chloe Bennett. Oh, I'm in. Who's on?
3: Oh hell yeah! I, Give Chloe me Chloe Bennett.
0: Bennett. <laughs> she's uh, Daisy.
3: She's Daisy on uh, Agents of Shield. She's a badass.
2: She
3: can, so, like, she would be an amazing Afra. She does her Afra. own stunts, man, and she's gorgeous, and she's half Asian, so I'm a super into it. Uh, well, that's why it makes so much sense, right? Yeah. I love it. I'm into it. I love, I love Chloe Bennett a lot. She's so like her. I, watching her is like really, really one of my favorite parts of like watching that show. I, one of the reasons I watch shield is for her. So. Oh yeah. yeah. Like her and Clark just, Gregg. Oh.
0: She's the mm-hmm. whole, they're the whole show to me. Let's see. Partner. Did we, did we get Carlos back? Carlos. Well, back I'm, I'm here guys. There he is. We, we thought we
1: lost you. Like we were just,
0: yeah, we of were course. calling you, man. You
3: just muted yourself.
1: <laughs> uh, no, it, it, I'll be honest, guys. I actually nodded off. I knew it <laughs> because my my son is cuddling up against me, and oh. it's just like oxytocin overload. I kind of needed, uh-huh. so uh, <laughs>
4: that's the best <laughs> feeling, though, man. I, I'm and jealous.
1: It was kind of funny. Like I, I kind of like I I I, uh, I floated back into the conversation, and I'm like, oh I guarantee they asked me something guaranteed oh guaranteed for sure and i'm
0: leaving that big long pause in there too you know what's the best have you guys
4: ever had that moment (laughs) where someone asks you something and you pretty much answer it like maybe like 10 seconds to a minute later where it finally registers or if you're like playing video games i don't know what it
0: is like you're just it just doesn't process till like you're like did you say something (laughs) i thought we were trying to keep this tight tangent Uh, i had to say that no, you didn't, uh, Carlos. <laughs> did Did, did you, uh, you? You know where we're at in the conversation? That that uh, bounty hunter, esque yeah, yeah. show, yeah, uh, from the from the Meet Mando and Gilsey.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, I, I give it to me, man. I have no, I have no issues. I have no issues with what they're producing. Like some people do, and uh, that's uh, you know their prerogative. But uh, yeah, man, like
2: it's gold. Cool.
1: It is, Jerry. Gold. And yeah.
0: You know what we what we've learned, and something we spoke about on Sith Disturbers a few weeks back, when I when I read out those crazy absurd takes dating back to nineteen eighty, is that this fandom has always been just pants, man. It's it's just ridiculous. Yeah, definitely. From from nineteen eighty through eighty three to the prequels, where just it, it, Star Wars fans are just never happy. Never, ever happy weird it's so, such a weird place to be but uh yeah uh-huh. jeff gilzy thanks guys that was i i i think we're all on board i think we're all on board for this bounty hunter show and gil, gil gilster feel free to message us with your questions man more than happy to uh, butcher them for you <laughs> <laughs> um all right guys thanks man we will uh we'll check in with you soon and we will wind up the show with mr canto cast it's jeffrey fish back back in the saddle this week let's hear what he's got to say hey
5: kyle Corey, michelle and carlos it's jeff from the canto cast back with another question for you this week and unfortunately it will not be a star wars seinfeld mashup question i'm gonna take maybe a week or so off of those kind of questions because i still got han solo on my brain and i was just such at a loss for words last week on our show trying to express my feelings for this movie because I loved it so much it just like took the words out of my mouth I couldn't come up with I don't think I came up with any complete sentences during that show while we were trying to review it that's how much I loved it and I can't wait to hear what you guys thought unfortunately I have not listened to last week's show just yet I started to, got busy, and I just haven't finished yet. I'm going to try to listen tonight. So if my question was already asked, I apologize because of my negligence on being a powerful friend and not being caught up on your show. Now I'm heading in for my second viewing of Solo tomorrow afternoon with my oldest nephew, and I cannot wait to see his reactions because... I hope I don't have to explain anything to him at the end of the movie, if you know what I mean. Because I have no idea if he's watched The Clone Wars. I have no idea if he's watched Rebels. That's something I really don't know. And it'll be really interesting to see. And like I said, oh my god, I can't wait to see his reactions. I just cannot wait. Anyway, my question for you this week is, out of the new characters we were introduced to in Solo... Who, who are some of your favorites, you know, or who is your favorite new character that we were introduced to? Now, unfortunately, one of my new characters didn't last very long. And, you know, Rio, Rio deserves some more screen time, in my opinion. Am I right? Am I right, Kyle? Come on. But anyway, you know, I can't wait. And Corey... Don't, don't worry. I know you love your loopholes and you probably have a list of characters for me. It's okay. Go ahead. Give them to me, but try to keep it, you know, to at least like four, okay? I'm going to say four. So, you know, Michelle, Carlos, and Kyle have a chance to answer. All right? I will talk to you guys next week, and may the Force be with you.
0: Now, guys, uh, you heard that, right? You heard what Jeff said. He admitted it fully. He was listening to us. And he got busy, yada yada yada, and he doesn't know if we, he doesn't know if we spoke about this or not. So Ooh. I don't know, oh like
1: my. what I don't know how to what feel kind about.
0: Mood? This. What kind of mood does this podcast set? Like, geez, I don't know if we if, uh, should I be really complimented here? Is is this what, what where we're at now?
1: I don't know, man. Uh, I, 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 I'm <laughs> part of the show, and I just... <laughs> um. No, no, it's obviously no. It, life, life happens, man. You <laughs> gotta, you know, you gotta roll with the punches. And uh, anybody else have a cliche? Uh, no, no. Uh,
0: put your pants on one leg at a time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Man. <laughs> um. Well, it's a nice, simple question here from Jeffrey to, to end the show. So, and you, Corey, you heard what he said. Did I? I hope you did. <laughs> Well, if you didn't, I'll tell you. You get one character. Oh, yeah? One. One. Mm. But I'll let Michelle start. Michelle, your one favorite new character from Solo. Favorite
3: new character is obviously Enfys Nest. Have you guys not really been paying attention to things I've been saying? Favorite well, new character. Things are very
0: fluid.
3: We've all we're, we're always
0: talking about fluidity. <laughs> things could change, but emphasis <laughs> is a is a quality answer.
3: I mean, come on, like gotta gotta. I think she's my favorite. Like, there's some good ones, and I mean, if it's easier when you cut out all the ones that are already existing, because like obviously, like you know who I'm gonna like who've already existed in the universe. So yeah, new person. Emphas nest period over and out done.
0: Quality answer, Carlos.
1: Um It's tough. Because the like they introduced a couple of new characters, but they kind of off them very quickly. And oh.
2: uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh I like uh, I... Rio <laughs> <laughs> Rio <Real. laughs> Pull up your pants. <laughs> uh, no, uh
0: I think you just named the show.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> either way, um, hey, that's Corey's line. Either way, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. M- non committal. <laughs> uh,
4: Depends on what.
1: I I I'm a, I'm, I hesitated a lot between because I really did like Woody Harrelson, uh, I like the character, and but I really like Kira because you don't know. There's, like, a darkness to her, and I'm yeah. obviously, I mean, I don't want to speak for Michelle, but, uh, yeah, you know, relationships, uh, not my uh, strong point. So, um, <laughs> th- there's something about her that, that's attractive to me, and to me that says, yeah, that's dangerous. So um, You're
7: an
4: idiot.
1: I, I, I am. Completely <laughs> I, wait, what?
3: You don't no, want no. to speak for me and that, like, what, I'm, like, horrible at relationships? <laughs>
1: well I don't know I'm just taking what you gave off I'm just saying true that's all I'm saying, all I'm saying. <laughs> so uh, no but Kira definitely uh for me is my favorite character because first Ooh. of all she she lives and um man there's there's they have to be doing something else with this right like they can't just leave it like that
0: I'm, well, we hope so, but like we talked about off the top of the show, like if, if this movie's financially flopped, will they ever greenlight another? Or if they exactly. don't, where else does she turn up? But I, I fully agree with you. They There's too many good characters and dangling threads to just abandon all of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, for me, it's Kira. Point. Good call. Over and out. Good call. Corey?
4: Well, uh, I yeah, wanted cool. to go to the route that Michelle did in the sense that MP's Nest Huge unmasking, but Rio, you'd kind of said it in sense, Kyle, but uh, I'll I'll settle on L3 just because she's finally a part of the Falcon. That was some of the, no, that was a huge loophole. I just love the fact that, (laughs) I I love the fact that.
2: I love that that. that's
1: your
0: excuse. It's a huge loophole. No, I just wanted
4: to get three in there. I just wanted to mention more than one.
1: See how we did that? You're just a huge loophole. I know.
4: I know. All right, cool. But uh, yeah, L3, I'm going to settle on that. Again, just the, the fact that she's a part of the Falcon. The way it ties into the OT and still makes sense is great. Uh, yeah, freedom. Droid freedom now.
1: What about you, Kyle? Who do you got? Uh,
0: I'm I'm Gravy training behind. I'm drafting in behind Michelle here. I'm, I'm going Emphis Nest. Emphas I know she had a Nest. small role, really, in the grand scheme of things, but that that two minute segment where she unmasks herself and 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 spills her guts. Oh yeah, that's that that was, man. That is, if if that's not a highlight of the movie for me, I, like I don't know what it is. Like it's
4: Warwick Davis, so great. What a cool as well. intro
3: into like a universe that's established. Like that's such a cool intro into the Star Wars universe. Like to us. Like yeah. I mean that's so great. I
1: just, I, I just got a craving for so well popcorn too. Like. As soon as you said that, I'm like, man, I want to see it again. <laughs>
4: it, it really is like the Genesis. Okay. Like that, that's the greatest thing about that. Like it, ah uh, and Han's a part of it too. You know, like,
0: ah, so cool. <laughs> anyway. So that's, that's cool. We did a good job there. We did we a couple of emphasis an L3 and, uh, Carlos. Yeah. the fr- I'm blanking. I'm the blanking.
1: Fr- the forgettable Carlos. Kira. Kira. Kira.
0: Kira. Yeah. Kira. All right, good job, everybody. Nice job. <laughs> <laughs> High fives all around. Hey, come on, give me a break. I am. I'm looking at my arms here. They are like bright pink, and it's. I can't. I don't even know what the back of my neck must look like right now from all the sun I took in today. I give feel it break. on my eyelids,
4: which is weird.
3: My lips. I feel it on my lips. You guys, wear terrible. sunscreen. Okay.
0: No, I forgot. We're idiot men. we cancer is thing. It is. I know. It's really st- like, and here we are. Like we're putting sunscreen on our kids, <laughs> and they're like
3: it's, it's like, play not, play not that hey. hard to put it on yourself if you put it on your kids you probably still have some stuff on your hands i i rinsed it off what rinsed <laughs> it off by wiping it on
0: your face i should have i know
3: <laughs>
0: why
1: do
3: solid jerry's
1: hype
2: up
0: what's the deal oh god what's the deal with sunscreen okay guys Thanks for everybody for sending in voicemails and, and direct messages and emails this week. Much, much appreciated. And uh, send them in again. We will play them in the next episode. Uh, and again, thanks again to Rob Wade for sharing this episode on emotionally14.com. And do check out the Crazy Train podcast. And also, big hello to everybody listening on Dark Sky Radio. Hello, everybody. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. And, uh, so that's it, guys. We are out of here. You guys want to plug your uh, your Twitter handles, Michelle?
3: Sure. I'm at under wait I'm at tediously <laughs> underscore brief. oh my gosh. And um, you can find me on instagram at underscore wait, at tediously underscore brief. Oh my God, can I redo this? No. <laughs> okay and at traveling book nerds where i talk about all my nerd stuff and books and like collection stuff and you don't have to wait until sunday for my collection update okay i'm done
4: Good. Corey, well <laughs> kyle michelle carlos everybody i want you all <laughs> to find me at Chop rules with a z
1: oh boy carlos Yeah, I'd like to apologize if I was snoring when you guys asked the question. You didn't. Okay, good. You didn't. Yeah, I usually don't. I kind of wish you did. (laughs) It would have been funnier. Um, It (laughs) would have. Yeah, you can follow me. uh, You can follow me, find me, uh, look for me, stalk me at C Candido Music uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Check me out on Facebook at uh, Carlos Candido. And if you want to give a shot to uh, Thinking Out Loud, uh, the Facebook page. I've uh, kind of transitioned a little bit from comedy into uh, more of a um, health, whether it be mental oh. health or physical health, and uh, uh, just uh, important it's issues. Coming back, it's, it's it's in the works. There's there's stuff happening, but uh, I can't commit to anything right now uh, until uh, I uh, recoup my stolen property. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that was a shot across the bow.
0: Wonder why. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And uh, my uh, my little guy, JR, says uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And you can catch us in episode 130 of the Tumbling Saber podcast next week.
0: Ooh, nice. Very nice. And you can find me at Tumbling Saber on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Come check out our, our closed Facebook group. It's a lot of fun there. And uh, that is it, everybody. Uh, what's going on this week? We got the Journals of the Willing making a return after a couple months off. And uh, that's going to be cool. We got so- we got something cool planned for that. Be sure to check that out this week. And uh, by you, you can check that out by signing up to become a powerful friend, like Michelle did this week. Thank you, Michelle.
6: Yay!
0: <laughs> and uh, you can do that from just a couple dollars a month and get exclusive podcasts, early access podcasts, prize draws, newsletters, more. And uh, if that's not in the cards, then please head on over to Apple Podcasts, formerly iTunes, and leave us a, a nice five-star review. Those also help us. And finally, lastly but not leastly, check out StarWarsCommonwealth.com where you find all of our podcasting brethren who are doing some great work, unique content across the board, and uh, lovely hosts on each show. I'm sure you'll love it. StarWarsCommonwealth.com And uh, you can check out Star Wars Commonwealth on Apple Podcasts as a podcast provider. And with that, we bring episode 129 to a close. Thank you all so much for listening. And we can't wait to talk to you again in episode 130. Have yourselves a good week, and we'll talk to you later. Circles getting wider,
2: harder just to see.